Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Here you go. One, two, three. Welcome to this very special bonus episode of the Theater Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Seals, and the Tony Award nominations for the 2019-2020 season just came out a few hours ago, and I'm not quite sure what to make of them. I've actually got a special guest, my friend Lauren LaBeouf, who is uh, one of my closest friends and uh, an avid theater goer and an actress herself. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Oh, boy. Yes, I guess I'm really not that special. I I have really no credentials to be on this show other than the fact that I love theater and I see a lot. Well, I, I saw a lot of it back in the day when there was theater. I was around then. You see more theater than me, and that says a lot because I see a lot of theater. But that's true. The, that is yes. So the Tony Award nominations were announced. I'm just going to give a quick recap for everybody. Uh, they were announced, and Jagged Little Pill got the most with 15 nominations, followed by Moulin Rouge, the musical, with 14, and Tina, the Tina Turner musical, and Slave Play with 12 apiece. Do you think the Lightning Thief got snubbed? I don't. <laughs> uh, look, I, I, I speak the truth. I mean, first of all, how exciting that there are nominations because in March and, and April, who knew what was happening in the world? So I'm excited that, you know, the actors and the creatives, the casts are uh, you know, getting the recognition that they deserve. Um, and I'm not sure if Lightning Cave deserves. Well, no. let me let me preface, or I guess I'll add on to that by saying that I think this falls into the same problem that Be More Chill found is that the the story and the the audience is young adult who don't have the disposable income to go to Broadway shows. Whether or not that belongs on Broadway, whether or not that deserves awards. So this gets into the whole Aaron Tveit being the only one nominated for for Best Actor uh, category. This whole thing because. The only other show that was eligible was was The Lightning Thief that had a, a male lead. So Chris McCarroll arguably got snubbed. I, okay, I could agree with that. I could agree with that. I thought the but, lead. I thought the lead was great. What's interesting to me though is in this whole you know thing, everyone's like, "Well, Aaron's going to win. He's obviously the only one." But <laughs> what's actually kind of the fine print is. Uh, this is in the Tony Awards rules, and I quote, if the Tony Awards nominating committee has determined that if there is only one nominee in a category listed, such categories shall be submitted to the Tony voters, which may, by the affirmative vote of 60% of the total ballots cast, grant an award in that category, end quote. That means that he still could not win the Tony and be the only one nominated in that category. That would be a sad day for Aaron. You I know. know, I know. But uh, just just give him the award. I mean, he was great. He was great. Beautiful voice. Moulin Rouge. 
you know, it's a spectacle. It's a Vegas show, but like a really good one. I mean, most Vegas shows are really great. When you think of theater, when you think of the spectacle, Moulin Rouge delivers. It, it really does. I'm surprised Jagged Little Pill got more nominations than Moulin Rouge because Jagged Little Pill. I, well, OK, so this can go either way. I was going to say because it's a much more serious subject matter. I'm surprised mm. that it got more nominations, but maybe that's why it did, because it touched so many different people on different levels. So that's one show I actually never saw. So I can't so comment on it. But so good. I, all I will say is. Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill was the very first album I owned and I learned every single lyric to every single song. It, it was it was incredible. Uh, and Elizabeth Stanley, of course, deserves uh, her nomination for Best Actress. And she's up against um, Karen Olivo, who, of course, deserves hers mm-hmm. and Adrian Warren, who, of course, deserves hers. But they're they're three such different performances. I would hate to be a Tony voter because mm-hmm. I wouldn't know which way to go. I, I feel this way about the Oscars and other award shows. When you have such dynamic performances, you know, how, how do you pick one? But I think hopefully society recognizes even a nomination, you know, is, is a huge accolade. Uh, and even if because of COVID, there aren't as many people in these categories, uh, you know, there, there, there's a, um, there's an Academy, you know, there's, they're putting this together. They wouldn't put you in it if you really didn't, didn't deserve it. So, um, they should give Aaron the award. (laughs) So looking at plays, we've got, Mm -hmm. let's see, we've got Grand Horizons, The Inheritance, Seawall of Life, Slave Play, Mm -hmm. and The Sound Inside, all of which I saw. Okay, so I I did not see The Inheritance. That was the only one I did not see. Slave Play is one of the best pieces of art I've ever seen. Agreed. Agreed. Like like hands down. Yeah. Look, it's, it's, well, it's very apropos, of course, to what's going on in our country culturally right now. And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, and Jeremy O'Harris is a brilliant playwright. Um, the Grand Horizons, Grand Horizons was is is good. The Inheritance deals with you know the AIDS crisis going across two different generations. Seawall brought Jake Gyllenhaal his first nomination. Congrats to Jake. Mm-hmm. And the Sound Inside, of course, um, uh, also really fantastic. Fantastic, yeah. and Mary Louise Parker nominated. Yeah, uh, well deserved. She's yep. incredible. I've you know been a fan of her since Weeds, you know, over a decade ago. Again, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know which way to go because all of these, all of these are so different. But it's nice that there are five at least in this category, and not yeah. just the three that are in best musical. Yeah, it's you know it's interesting. I think because of COVID, I I think it, the future of of plays. Who you know who knows with musicals, but with plays, I think we're going to see a lot of one person plays. I think it's it'd be great to re- you know recognize uh, uh, you know the slave play this o- ensemble cast. It pushed the boundaries. It, I just remember watching it and it had me completely fooled. It's like one of those jaw dropping shows, but your jaw remains dropped. I think I was in the fourth row. The set design, the mirror at the back of the theater. So you're looking at yourself. I mean, not even going to go into the symbolism there, but I mean, it just, it was just phenomenal. Yeah. Clint Ramos got a nomination for Slave Play, scenic design. I tend to love things that cross genres. And for me, Slave Play did that. So I, I really rode the wave of, of all feelings in that. And that to me is art. When I will leave the theater, I want to feel differently. That, that 
Play did that. I will say loved Grand Horizons, that end of end of act one. I saw Seawall when it was at the public. So I saw My Name is Lucy Barton, one woman show, Laura Linney. I mean, incredible. First of all, anyone who has to do a one person show and memorize that amount of lines, there could be a category in and of itself. Mary Louise Parker, it was close. I also saw the sound inside. Absolutely incredible. I will say the lighting design in the sound inside. Heather, you deserve an award. Incredible. Uh, I, I am so impressed by one woman, sh- one woman, one man, one person shows, but for it's still going to be slave play. It'll be slave play all, all the way. For me, I, I think um, you're right. Hope. Let's shift over to uh, to what never opened that was supposed to. Mm. Um, I just want to cover that for everyone because there is a ton. This season mm. was cut short, of course, by the coronavirus. There were only 18 shows eligible for the awards, and we just talked about a lot of them. Um, the ceremony supposed to take place in December. Don't know when or how yet, but mm. we'll figure that out soon. Um, What's really weird to me, though, actually, before we get into to what didn't open, is that I don't think there's going to be a 2021 season. And I don't think we're going to have Tony Awards mm-hmm. next year. We're not supposed to come back until May 30th, 2021, right. which right. is, you know, like days before when we would have had the Tony Awards. I guess then they have a really long time to come up with the best opener. And <laughs> my 2022 opener better be really freaking great, Neil Patrick Harris. Well, there were no musical revivals that opened at all during mm-hmm. the eligibility period, which actually, for anyone counting, was April 26, 2019 to February 19th, 2020. Mm-hmm. So that category is completely eliminated from this year's Tonys. But all of these musicals we've all mm-hmm. heard about. I was watching the, the live comments and the, on YouTube um, as the announcements were coming out. And everyone, aside from being like upset that there was no mention of Lightning Thief, was like, what about six? There's no six. But guys, girls, <laughs> six was not eligible. It was supposed to open the night Broadway shut down on March 12th. Ugh, just the power of their voices should have made them eligible. <laughs> it, should, it should have been nominated, but it, it absolutely will be the ne- the next round. And oh, of course, that co- costume designer absolutely better be nominated. I absolutely loved it, and um, it was episodes eighty six through ninety three that I released all of May in my of my podcast. I called it my Corn Queen Takeover. I was bouncing back and forth between Broadway cast and Australia cast. The other things that didn't open that all of these, by the way, have not announced if they are going to return or not are West Side Story, Girl from the North Country, which you mentioned, mm. the gender swapped company with Katrina Link and Patty Lapone, Chris mm. Sieber, Jen Samard, and of course, Mrs. Doubtfire, Rob McClure. I don't see how these big budget musicals will not come back. So the musicals that have said they're going to reopen, which was, of course, before uh, the the recent shift to May 30th just came out. There's Diana, which was, of course, filmed on stage earlier. It's coming out for Netflix. Carolina Change with Casey Levy, Chip Zion, Flying Over Sunset, a book by James Lapine, music by Tom's Ki- Tom Kitt. Sing Street mm. said they're going to return, actually, for the 2021-22 season. Uh, I just saw this morning that David Byrne's American Utopia is coming back in the fall. They've announced that. And then, of course, the ever-controversial Music Man. The marquee went up. It's not going anywhere. But Sonia Taya, who got Tiny Nam for choreography for Moulin Rouge, also did choreography for Sing Street. So she, in theory, so she could have been nominated twice had Sing Street actually opened, been nominated against herself. Let's see. The plays 
that haven't opened uh, have actually a lot of star power, some of which we will never see. Um, the Minutes starring Jesse Mueller. Yes, I had a ticket for that. Yeah, supposed to come in late spring. Now they have no idea since it's been since our reopening's been pushed to May. The ha- Hangman said they will not return. Layman Trilogy has announced nothing. Uh, Who's afraid of Virginia Wolf with Laurie Metcalf and Rupert Everett said it will not return. Mm-hmm. Plaza Suite with Matthew Broderick, mm-hmm. Sarah Jessica Parker. They haven't said anything. Um, yeah. Let's see, American Buffalo, which is now the latest David Mamet play was going to have Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Rockwell, and Darren Chris. Nothing about that. Birthday Candles with Deborah Messing. How I Learned to Drive with another Mary Louise Parker and David Morse is expected to come back and take me out. The baseball play. That's to Tyler Ferguson. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's a no word on that. I don't know what that's going to do, but there is just so much pun intended waiting um, in the wings right now oh yes i saw hangman at atlantic off broadway really great i don't think it would draw a cra- you know it's um it, it kind of reminds me of like like ferryman you know really great piece but not um no star power and i think in this time of COVID, i just think you're gonna need that there are things now being written for zoom i don't want to see theater over zoom i just don't i would rather actors and crews quarantined themselves and filmed something on a stage and that I, that I would watch. And I, I don't know, I, I need to like smell the theater. I need to feel it. I need to, you know, sit on a really creaky old seat. That's me. Um, but again, I'm an avid theater goer. So it's like a huge stark contrast to watch stuff on zoom I'd rather see things filmed like Diana and I would, you know, watch that. I saw, I saw Diana and that was incredible. Look, coronavirus will eventually go away and then we're going to have a huge renaissance of artists who are coming out and f- so excited to create, you know, their their masterpieces. And I think that when you go through struggle like we all are, um, that's where you find your gold. Thank you so much. Um, gosh, I... I just don't know where we're going to go from this as an industry. I don't know when we're going to come back uh, for those listening before November 3rd. Just vote. Just go out there oh, and absolutely vote. Make a difference. Um, yeah, Lauren, thank you. Oh, this has been fun. And, and just to, you know what, for all those Zoom performances, no, I think it's amazing what you're doing. And I will say a lot of Zoom performances um, are fundraisers for these theaters. So I, I do support them. Attend them because this is how these theaters are raising money to stay afloat. And if we don't attend these Zoom readings, et cetera, um, these theaters cannot stay afloat. On that note, too, the actors, like you've got Tony winners, Tony nominated actors who have gone home and gone like back to save money and live with family or yep. left they've left the city and they have no income right now there are major actors that have no income and it's going to be over a year before they can get back on stage again yep. follow your favorite actors on social media a lot of them are turning to uh to other things they're doing coaching they're doing master classes yep. they're they're doing these zoom readings yep. like just keep in mind that it's really hard it's really hard out there right now And keep in mind that these people made it right. They made it to Broadway. So if you're an aspiring artist, you have you might have access to these people when 
you don't have access to them when they're busy, mm-hmm. when they're doing a show, you know? So if you can take a class from someone or learn piano or how to sing, do it now, because this is when these people have time and they, they're experts in their field. They made it, they made it to the top. So you're absolutely right. Follow them, support them. And also it's, it's interesting to see what they're, how they're, how they're navigating it. And on that note, I think that is a wonderful place to say goodbye. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. Um, this was all about the Tonys. But on a more serious note, congratulations to all of this year's nominees. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for putting yourself out there and making yourself vulnerable eight times a week. I've said it so many times before in other episodes, but it's worth repeating. You are the Olympians of theater. Very few people can do what you do at the level that you do it. So once again, thank you and congratulations. Take a deep breath, make the world a little colorful. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.